discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Father, we are grateful. Our hearts and our minds are just full of gratitude. We sing hallelujah to your name because we are worthy. Thank you. Thanks a million for the gift of life, strength, and health. Thank you for your grace that is working in our lives. That is working in every aspect of our lives. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful. Tonight, dear Holy Spirit, speak to us. Change our hearts. Change our minds. Take us deeper into your word. Bring us closer to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And grant us understanding. Great understanding. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that is working practically in our midst tonight. And thank you for healings. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for instant miracles. Thank you for changes in our destinies, in our lives. Thank you for miracles, signs and wonders that accompany your word. We receive your word with meekness, with gladness, with great joy, knowing that it is better than anything we could ever find in this world. Thank you, Father. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, give Jesus a big shout. And you may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Hallelujah. What a, what a blessing. It's a glorious night. And I know that the Lord is going to bless us. The Lord is going to help us. So it's tonight and tomorrow night, isn't it? I know that the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. And all your expect- I'm, I'm sure you came with an expectation in your heart. I'm sure you came with something, expecting something from God. And I know that the Lord will answer every single question in your heart. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When God says something, he means it. You know, whatever God says, he means it. And there's only one thing that God expects from us, and that is to believe. Believe. Just believe in what he's telling you. Sometimes when God speaks to you, it doesn't look... It's impractical. It's unbelievable. It doesn't look like it will come to pass. But there's only one thing that you need to do. They asked Jesus in John chapter 6, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus said, this is the work of God. That you believe. Believe in the one whom the, the Father has sent. That's what Jesus said. So the greatest way of doing the work of God is to believe. The work of God is believing. You see, tell me about the work of God is believing. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
and I'm seeing, I'm seeing what I'm seeing because of what God told me some years ago, just a few years ago, right here in this town, not so far away from here. Just a stone, a stone's throw away. You know? God said certain things concerning this church. Starting this church. It didn't look like anything. But the Lord has been good to us. Hallelujah. All we have done is to believe over the years. Praise the Lord. The last time I had a meeting like this here was in 2020, I believe. Two nights of glory. The last, last two nights of glory I had in Kumasi was 2020. I think uh, in December 2020. Hallelujah. You know, and these meetings are actually designed to try and update us with certain um, things concerning our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to help us go deeper with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, everything in the scriptures is about Him. Everything that you can see, anything at all you can see in the Bible has to do with Him. You see, He's our focus, He's our reason. Is everything. If you read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, the Bible says that he's the, he's the image. Uh, can you show it to us, please? Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. From verse, look at verse 14. So you see who we are talking about. Verse 13. So we are still not seeing who it is. Okay, verse 13. is It says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So all the things he's going to say, after is about his dear son, who is Jesus Christ, right? Then verse 14 says, In whom, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood. It is through his blood that we have redemption. Not through your mother's blood, or your uncle's blood, or the blood of a certain lion somewhere. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you see? In whom we have redemption. We have, redemption is like a possession that we have. is something that we own by virtue of the blood of Jesus Christ. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Then verse 16 says, Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. He's the image of the invisible. You know, when, when image and likeness, sometimes image and likeness are interchanged, you know, but they are not the same. Um, Jesus, for instance, if you read in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, 2, and 3. Okay, he says, Now there's therefore now no condemnation to them that I which I in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Then he says, From the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Then verse 3 says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness, not in the image of sinful flesh, but in the likeness of sinful flesh. So there's likeness and then there's image. Likeness is a description of an outward appearance. You see, so your outward appearance is your likeness. Your inward state is your image. So when we say image, you're talking about the in, the, what is inside. You get it? Uh-huh. Image is what is the content, what is inside. And then likeness is what is outside. So Jesus was the likeness. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Okay? Yes, he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. He took on the body of, of a man, of a human being. But inside, he was God. 100% God. 
because he's the image of the Godhead. If you read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, you will see how God says that, let us, you know, Genesis 1, 26 says, and God said, let us make man in our image. You see, let us, showing you that the, the Godhead is plural. It's called the plurality of the Godhead. <laughs> it's a word. Plural. Do you see? Uh-huh. God in three persons. That's what he's talking about. If you go to verse 1, you will see how he mentions this in the beginning. God. The word God there is Elohim, which is plural. Okay? For God. And then he starts introducing the members of the Godhead. In this same verse, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Then he says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the first member of the Godhead that is revealed to us, is the Spirit of God. Do you see? Moved upon the face of the waters. Then the next verse says that, And God said, He's talking about God the Father, said, God the Word, Let there be light. And there was light. I see in it. So God the Spirit, God the Father, God the Word are all spoken of in these verses. So when God was talking about creating Adam, he says that, and God said, let us, he's talking about the Godhead, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Then he says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, blah, 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 blah. Then the next verse, verse 27 says that, so God created man in his, not in our image, Do you understand? Go to verse 26. You didn't get it. Verse 26, God says that let us make man in our image. But when he came, when he was doing it, he says, and God made man. So God created man in his own image, not in our own image. In his own image. Because the Godhead has 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 an image. Has one image. And the image of the Godhead is Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And that's what Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 is trying to let us know and let us understand. He says, who Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the outward expression, okay, and the inward expression of the invisible God. If you want to know how God behaves, how God looks like, how God thinks, what God does, you should look at Jesus because Jesus is the image of the Godhead. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Okay, in other words, he's the one, he comes before, he's not saying that Jesus was born. The word is protococcus, and it has to do with first place. He has a first place in all things. Above all the things that are created, he created all things, and he's before all things. I think the Amplified even says it. Look at the Amplified. Now, he's the exact, exact likeness. You see, this one uses likeness, but it's actually not likeness, it's image. The exact likeness of the unseen God, the invisible presentation of the visible, of the invisible. He's the firstborn of all creation. This one also still doesn't exist. Firstborn, as though he was born. He was not born. Hallelujah. He's talking about the having first place. Okay? Aha. Uh-huh. Look at the next verse. Then it says, For by him, where all things created, everything that you can see was created by actually the AS. Look at ASV. After, do you, have you noticed I started preaching? You've noticed? Oh, okay. For in him, he says, for in, he is the place of creation. For in him, where all things created, he's the lab of creation, he's the laboratory for creation. For in him, where all things created, he's talking about Jesus. He says, Jesus is the one in whom all things were created, in the heavens and upon the earth. 
things visible and things invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things have been created through him. He's the means by which creation came. Okay? And then he says, and unto him. He's the reason for creation. So all things were made by him, all things were made through him, and all things were made in him, and all things were made unto him. He's the reason for every single thing. So developing as a Christian and going, developing away from the knowledge of Jesus Christ is the beginning of madness. I see what I'm talking about. Yes. Like a Christian who is it's like he's praying, he's studying, he's reading his Bible, and he's journeying away from Jesus Christ has, has developed a mental problem. He's the reason for everything. He's the image of the invisible God. If you read in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Look at Colossians 2, 9. It says, for in him, for in Christ, he's talking about Jesus, for in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All the fullness of the Godhead. All the... He's the one who gives expression to the Godhead. There's something called the Godhead, and that's what I've been talking about, the plurality of of, of God. God the Father, God the Word, God the Holy Spirit. God the Word is what became God the Son and was given a name, Jesus Christ, who is the image of the Godhead. Please, you understand? So everything is about him. I mean, going away, like journeying farther and farther away from him, is a great mistake. If you are developing in Christ or developing in Christianity, you should be getting closer to him. Getting to know him more and more and more and more and not getting to know about other things more and more and more and more. Getting to know Jesus Christ more and more and more. All the sacrifices of the Old Testament had to do with him. Every single thing you can think about has to do with him. He's the reason for all things. So this is an attempt where I'm just going to share some things with you to help you get to know Jesus some more. You see, because grace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Okay? Grace and peace. This is 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Actually, it's actually, the, the actual rendering is grace and peace multiplied unto you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ our God. That's, that's, I don't know if you have ASU. You have ASU, right? Let's see if ASU say it. This one says, multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Can you find other versions for me, please? So it's not like knowledge of God and then knowledge of... It's actually knowledge of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Knowledge of Jesus our God. That's what he's trying to say to you. Is there any version that you've found? Anybody to help me with it? Dabi version. Dabi is very close to the Greek. What does it say? You have Dabi. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. He's still not saying it right. He says knowledge of God and of Jesus, as though God is separated from Jesus our Lord. You see? Uh. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, don't move away from Jesus Christ. Get closer and closer to Jesus Christ. That is the reason why you're existing. Get closer and closer and closer. When you get married, get closer to Jesus. When your children come, get closer to Jesus. Yeah, because there's a, the, the, it's called the dark, the dark days. 
Eh? When people get married, they forget about God. The stress of marriage. NLT. Okay, NLT. Let's NLT. Let's, let's see NLT. New Living Translation. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. It's not this one. It's a newer NLT. <laughs> what does it say? You have it? May God bless you with a special favor and wonderful peace as you come to know Jesus our God and Lord. Better and better, growing in the knowledge of God. Have you seen it? Jesus our God. Jesus is actually our God. The God that we are talking about is actually Jesus Christ. Are you in the church? So don't think too much. Oh, I need to know about, I need to have revelation concerning the skies. I need to have revelation concerning the galaxies. I need to have revelation concerning the elements of the earth. I need to have revelation concerning Leviathan. I need to have revelation concerning palm reading. I need to have revelation concerning salt. I need to have revelation concerning angels. I need to have revelation concerning naphtali bulbs. I need to have revelation concerning this and that. What? Lakes and stars. Marine spirits. I need to have revelation so that I can know how to handle myself. Listen, all you need to handle yourself is Jesus Christ. All things are for him. All things belong to him. And when you get to know that he is the one in whom you dwell, your life ceases to become a life of searching. Yes. You, you, you found... You, you, when you find Jesus, you find the reason for life. And all you do is to dwell more and more in him. To go deeper and deeper in him. In him. Not in other things. Are you in the church? Are you in the church? So I'm, trying, I'm, I'm making an attempt to share with you in this particular season um, what are titled Benefits. Okay, of being a member of the body of Christ. Benefits. You can see 10 benefits of being a member of the body of Christ. Hopefully, we'll be able to go through all the 10. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to promise you. That's why I decided not to say 10. Because when I get to 7 and I stop, you will say that, oh, where is that 8th, 9th, and 10th one? So just in case, because it's a lot, just in case we don't finish within the two days as well. You may find it in a book somewhere. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you in the church? What I said was for somebody. Jesus is all that you require. Stop looking. Stop looking. Stop searching. It's nonsense. Stop searching. Stop looking. Stop trying to put some things together. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Your healing is in him. Your prosperity is in him. Your peace is in him. Your glory is in him. Your resource is in him. Yes. Everything is in him. It's not outside of him. Outside of him, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay? 
Yes. That Godhead is pleased to dwell in him. Yes. And he himself existed before all things. And in him all things consist, cohere, and are held together. Yes. Everything is held together in him. So, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to find, like I want to look for something. It's a, it's a mistake. He's everything. Yes. Fall in love more and more with Jesus Christ. Eh? Tell me, but fall, slap your neighbor and say, fall more and more in love. Someone is sleeping. That's why I said you would slap. I just started. Someone is sleeping. So slap your neighbor so that he can wake up. Slap your neighbor. I tell you, your neighbor is, is asleep already. Yeah. <laughs> Fall more and more in love with Jesus. More and more. Say more and more. More of Jesus. Yeah. More of, more of him. More of him. Every day when you wake up in the morning and you are reading your Bible, you are looking for Jesus in the pages of the scriptures. Yes, that's all you are looking for. Nothing else. Okay? So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 12, rather, verse 12 to 14. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 14. The Bible says that for us, the body is one and has many members. Pastor Gideon, can you please come? As the body is what? It's one. This is a body. It's a body. <laughs> Pastor Bole. For as the body is one, the body is one, but the body has many members. There are many members. This is a member. This is another member. This is a member. This is a member. This is a member. The ears, the eyes, the mouth, the nose, everywhere. Member, tongue, teeth, everywhere. Member. Including the ones you cannot see. What you are talking, I don't know what you are thinking. I'm thinking about heart, lungs, intestines. I don't know what you are thinking about. I honestly don't know. I Me, mean, I don't know what you are talking about. Hallelujah. So that's what he says. So, as the body is one and has many members, then he said, All the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Like Jesus has a lot of members. Jesus is one body and he has a lot of members. Can you imagine? Jesus has a lot of members, a lot of parts. He's just like he, of course, Jesus, Jesus is a human being, was a human being, right? Jesus came Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews 2, let's read from verse 17. Yeah, it says, Wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Let's read other verses. You don't, you don't understand. You may not understand, brethren. You, you are wondering. Says, Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, like who? Us, his brothers and sisters. So he took on the form of a man. You see, so was actually the expression of, the, of, of Jesus Christ before Jesus came. Adam was the same height as Jesus Christ. Because God is not going to bow for anybody. God didn't bow down to breathe into the clay that he formed. He took him nose to nose, eye to eye and breathed into him. Do you see? So if you, if, when you read in, in Romans, Romans chapter 5, verse 14, you see it. Look at Romans 5, verse 14. Don't worry, Reverend George is coming. I'm a small boy. 
that's when you hear scriptures. This one is nothing. He says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the signature of Adam's transgression. Then he says, who is the figure of him that was to come? Okay, he was a he was a figure. He was uh, an icon. That's where the word icon is, comes from. Eh? He was he was an expression. Let's read Amplified. I'm sure it will help us. He says Adam was a type, a prefigure of the one who was to come. In reverse, the former destructive, the latter saving. You see, so it's Adam was just a figure. It was like a glove made to be fitted into. When you see a glove, a glove, what comes to your mind is a hand. Do you see? So Adam was actually like a glove made and fitted for God to inhabit. And then he messed up. So when Jesus, Jesus was actually there, he, he, he came in the form of a man. So the way you see a man with two legs or a woman with two legs, two hands, all of those things, it's just, that's how, so stop asking questions of concerning how does God look like? How does God look like? I say, God came into this earth and he came as a human being. So what is your problem? And the Bible says that the fullness of God that is pleased, the God that is glad to dwell in Jesus bodily, not some other way bodily. You see, so when you see Jesus, you will see he has two hands. Jesus is the expression of God, the image of the Godhead. There's no other image anywhere. The image of the Godhead is Jesus Christ, because the God that is pleased to dwell in Him bodily. Okay, so there's a head, there's a body, there's, there's the arms, everything. Hallelujah. Please, you can take your seats. Thank you very much. I'll call you up again. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Christ also has different parts. You see, many members. Verse, verse 13. Then it says, For by one spirit, are we all, all of us, are you born again? Yeah. Give me a wave if you are born again. Beautiful. For by one spirit, are we all baptized? Or are we all immersed into one body? The day you got born again, you were born again into an environment. There's an environment that you are, everybody is born into an environment. Yes, it depends on where you are born. <laughs> Depending on where you are born, you, it comes with certain types of privileges. Is it true? If you are born in a place like Ghana, you are just welcome. You are welcome. What you get is outdooring. Outdooring. I mean, that's it, basically. But there are certain countries where when you are born, if you are born in those countries, you, get, you start getting benefits by just being born. <laughs> One of our pastors relocated to a certain country. And he was he became he was made a permanent resident before he moved there. When he got there, okay, he just had access to a certain amount of money. Because he's now one of them. You understand? When he was here, he was struggling. Just by moving and getting the permanent residency, he got a certain amount, huge amount of money. Yeah. And the, the money, they, they are telling him he should use some, he should take some to school. So there's a certain portion that is made for you to use to go to school. Wow. Like you have to go to school. And it's, it's paid for free of charge. I don't know if you have such things. Do we have such things here? Has the government been paying for your school fees since you came? Free SHS. They want your money. Yeah. Is it not true? Yeah. When I was in school, our school fees was very small. 
I mean, you didn't have to. You could pay your own school fees even if you wanted. The last school fees I paid was 300 Ghana cities. I think it was, no, it was, it was, uh, no, not 3 million, because when I was finishing school, the new city had come. When the new city came, I finished. So my last school fees was paid in the new Ghana cities we are spending. And I think it was three, either 300 or 280, something like that. Yeah. Very small. So the hall was 120 Ghana cities. That one I remember. You pay 120 Ghana cities and you get the hall. You get the hall. This is 2007. Yeah. Are you surprised? I keep changing now. It's fee paying. Everybody, almost everybody is fee paying. How many of you are fee paying here? You are shy. You don't want to show. Hallelujah. So he says that for by one spirit, by one Holy Spirit, are we all, all of us, if you are born again, we are all born into an environment called the body of Christ, called Christ. So Christ is also a place. Apart from being a person, it's also a place. Do you see? And you have arrived in a certain place called Christ. And that, that place comes with certain types of benefits. Just as certain governments give certain benefits to those who are born in their country. I mean, if, I mean, someone is pregnant, you see the person is going to America to go and give birth there. So that the child can get certain types of benefits. Have you seen some before? Yeah. In the same way, when you are born again, you are born again into the body of Christ. And in the body of Christ, there are certain types of benefits. And that's what I want to share with you in the next, in the next two days, if you are interested, if only you are interested. It says, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Verse 14. Then it says, for the body is not one member, but many. So all of us are part of the body of Christ. And all of us are beneficiaries of the things that come to the body of Christ, being in the body of Christ. Now, you can't be a member of the body of Christ unless you are born again. No matter how much I love you, if your kidneys should fail, God forbid, I may not be able to donate to you because of DNA matching and all of the what, 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 Doc, please tell us some of the things that we need that needs to match up. Can we have a microphone? Some of the things that need to match up before I can donate my one kidney. I have two if one has failed for you and I want to give you one. What are some of the things that must happen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy, for the opportunity. Yes. So first, your blood has to match. First one, blood has to match. If your blood does not match, forget it. What are the different types of blood we have? We have the, I think most people know O. O positive. O positive yes. yes. And then you have the O negative. O so negative. O negative, O positive cannot match. Beautiful. Just because of the negative the positive. Can you have O, but you can't match. Resource factor yes. is working. Yes. Hey. Hey. You know resource factor. Yeah. You didn't go to a proper school. Then we have A, we have B, and then you can have the A, B together. Mm. Again, A cannot um, match B. It's not compatible. The A, B cannot match A. Even though you have an A in there, because of the B, you can't match. Can't match. And, and then the same goes for the B and then the A, B. Then, so if you, if you pass the blood compatibility or the matching part, then the tissue. So that's first level. Yes. First level is blood. Second level is tissue. Yes. Hmm. So uh, basically, we have let's cell, say, organ, tissue, and all of that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, so what's your side? 
thank you, thank you. Doc, please. I'm Hallelujah. a doctor by association. Hallelujah. So, uh, the tissue is say, let's say there is the meat. If it's the kidney, the meat. Okay, so the meat will also have to match. There are some receptors or things on the tissue that have to match. And that's where the problem usually is. So, even in the same family, okay, or even siblings, even siblings, they may, they may not match. Yeah. And, and that's why it's difficult to say you are going to donate a part of your body for someone. Yeah. Because even the same family, it's any not part, that too much. Yes. Any part. Maybe your fingers went off. And I want to give you mine. If it doesn't match, it cannot work. You must pass blood test. You must pass tissue test. Is there another test you must pass? Basically. Basically. These two. Yes. yes. Wow. Now, now, there are genetic tests There are genetic available. tests as well. So, even if you pass tissue, uh-huh. now there are genetic uh-huh. matching that has yes. to be done. But it's not caught up with us yet. Yes. Yes. Wow. What a shock. Brothers and sisters, if you don't have Jesus' blood type, and Jesus' tissue type, and Jesus' genetic makeup, you cannot be a part of his body. You'll be rejected. Yeah. That is why the only thing that qualifies you to be a born to be a member of the body of Christ is a born again experience. When you are not born, if you are not born again, you cannot be made. There are people who are in the church. You see, we are this is a church. There are people inside. But you may be here and you are not born again. Do you see? Don't think that your physical presence makes you a part of the body of Christ. Thank you very much, Doc. Thank you. Don't think. It doesn't work like that. It's not by working for the Lord and doing some things in the house of the Lord. It's not by singing or being around, coming for service all the time. It has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with the born again experience. When you get born again, you receive the life of God. What makes God God? What makes Jesus Jesus is what is transmitted to you. And you get the same blood type if you like. I'm just using what he described. You get the same tissue type. And hence you can be grafted into his body. In John chapter 5 verse 24. Jesus said some things. You see. And that, that should even let you know one of the benefits of being in the body of Christ. I'm one with him. That's the first benefit I want to share with you. Are you in the church? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, Jesus says, the one who hears my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life. Hearing his word and believing makes you have the life that he has. You see, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. How do you pass from death unto life? By virtue of your hearing and believing. When you hear and you believe, that's it, you've passed from death to life. Look at verse 26. Then Jesus said, For as the Father has life in himself, as a, the life that the Father has, okay, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. The same life that he has is the same life he has given to the Son to have in himself. And anyone who believes also gets that same life. When you believe, you get that same life. When you believe, you get that same life. So as you are saying, if you believe, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth, the qualification is believing in the son of God. Believing that Jesus Christ is truly the son of God. Believing that Jesus Christ is truly sent of God. Believing that Jesus Christ is truly the one that God, he's the one in whom salvation has been provided. Salvation does not come through any other means. I mean, stop, stop thinking like a rascal. You, you are setting your own exams and writing your own answers. At this juncture in life, I mean, you can't set your who goes to school on his own and sets his, his own lecturer 
he's his own examiner. He's his own whatever marker. He provides a marking scheme. He's he's the one. He's a he's a dean. He's a VC. He's everything. At the end of his schooling, that then he he issues his own certificate to himself. He stands here and then issues it to him his own. Have you seen anything like that before? That is what people are trying to behave when. That's what that's what they are trying to say when they say that. Show me whether there is a God. Where is God? Who is this God? If he's God, he should show. He should show something. I believe in myself. I believe in my own things. I believe in. I believe in. in I, I believe that I am my own person. You are a very big fool. Sorry to say. How can you set your own exams? I believe in the universe. Who made the universe? I believe in what? Mother Nature. Ah. I believe in Asaseya. There is no salvation in any other. But he says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we might be saved apart from the name of Jesus Christ. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. He says, God will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 5. For there is one God. Listen, there is one God. And one mediator between God and men. And the one who is the mediator between God and men is the man. Is he didn't say the something? The man, Christ Jesus. Next verse. Who gave himself a ransom for all? Someone has paid it. Why do you want to behave like you are, you are you are too big or you are too qualified? You have your own wisdom. What is wrong with you? Ask your neighbor. What is wrong with you? Honestly, it doesn't make any. Is it not easier to believe? Than to not believe. And then later on, you find yourself wanting when you cannot believe anymore. Yes. Because the day coming when you cannot believe. Some people say that, oh, I'll wait until my dying day and then I'll believe. Do you know when you are going to die? Ask the doctors and the nurses who are around who see people dying. Normally, when you are, if you are going to die in two let's say you are put in a hospital and you are going to die in two weeks. Okay? You don't even notice that you are like ask you are in death because death comes in 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 in, in series. It's gradual. Do you know there are stages of death? Yeah. <laughs> ask the doctors, Doctor Chi. Are there not are there no faces like you see that the person is sleeping, he slips out and then he comes back and he, even though the person is around, he's, he's, he, you, he can't tell where he is. He can't tell even the pain we say he's going. He doesn't even know that he's in pain. There's a tie that they are tied. I mean, don't, don't say something. Say something. You are dying. Yeah. I saw my father two weeks before he died. You see. And that two weeks, he was that he was he started dying. But he couldn't tell what was happening around him. Yeah, he would go and he would come. Then he would go and he would come. And when he comes, he's not talking to anybody. He'll go and he'll come. He'll go and he'll come. He'll go and he'll come. Two, two weeks, then he died. So if you say, when I'm going to die, you'll be shocked that you will not notice that you are dying because it is over. Even though you have two weeks around and the pastor will come and stand by you, you cannot repeat after him. You cannot repeat after him. You understand? You cannot, he cannot, you cannot, you say, repeat after me. Say, dear God, dear God, it's me, it's me again, it's me again. Listen, you cannot repeat after him I tell you. You better believe now. Hey, it's serious, you better believe now. Doc, is it true? It's very true, Pastor. Yes. 
I'm preaching blockchain. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. It's very true that. Yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes when you ask a patient, sometimes when you see a patient, and I mean, you can, clinically, you, you can see that, I mean, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Depending on, I mean, how they come. You can really tell that it's not going to go well. But sometimes when they come, they are not, I mean, in the environment. You may be there. They yeah. see you all right, but they can't really perceive you. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost they are, they are inside. Yeah. And they can't really, you know, relate express to express themselves. Express themselves as yeah. what, what is going to happen. Yeah. And for some patients, they will come out and improve yes. when, when they are about to die. Yeah. For some of them, they will improve and they just slip. <laughs> so when you improve, it's like, oh, I'm going to make it. Before long, you are gone. Yeah. It's wild, though. You better believe, oh. Now, 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 believe now. Believe now. Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to believe and not wait until the end, like when I'm going to die. The accidents, they happen, when the accidents are happening, you, you, within a second, shoot, bam, that's it. You will not finish saying G, you will not finish, you, G, it's gone. It's gone, you couldn't finish. Oh, you tell me, but you better believe now. So that you can have the life. Yeah, you can have the life. And having that life makes you a member, makes you a part of the body of Christ. Same blood, same tissue, same genes, same everything. It's a matter of fact, in a, in a new birth, in a new birth, we are regened. It's called the re, re, the washing of regeneration. Can you show us a verse? Is it Titus chapter 2? Titus chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. According to God's mercy, he saved us. How did he save us? He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Washing of regeneration. As he washes you in the blood of Jesus, read the Revelation chapter 1, verse, verse, verse 4 and 5 and 6. You see the washing, it says that God, unto who loved us and gave himself for us and washed us from our, from our sins in his own blood. You see, that's, that's uh, chapter 5, eh? And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first because of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us from our, as he was washed, as he washes you from your sins in his own blood, you are regenerated, you are regenerated, you get his genes. So as you are sitting here, if you're born again, child of God, you have the genes of God. Can you imagine? You have what makes God God. Just imagine if you, if you knew and if you believed it. That's why I began by saying that the work of God is to believe. There are a lot of things you may know that you don't, you don't, you've not thought about. You've not given a second look at or a third look at. You see, if I have the genes of God, then I must be treated like God is treated. Isn't it? I must be treated like God is treated. We have the genes of God. What makes God God is what has been given to us. If you are born again, the same, you have the same life. You see, in First John chapter 5, from verse 9, 10 and 11 and 12 and 13, he gives a discussion concerning you getting to a place where you know that you know that you know that you really have the life of God in you. He says, if you receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. If you receive the witness, I mean, some of us have been told that everything we know, were you there when you were born? No. Ah. But you were there when you were born. You were there when you were born, isn't it? But you weren't there when you were born. Because consciously, you were not awakened to life. 
So you weren't there when you were born. Even though you were there physically when you were born. Consciously you weren't there. Mentally you weren't there. You didn't have. So you grew up and you were told that this is your mother. You were told. Everything we know in our lives, we have been told. Everything. Even your date of birth, you were told. Recently, Prophet Talim was prophesying to somebody. And he mentioned that his name is Kwame. It's not Kofi. Because he was born actually at 12.05, 12.10. But then the mother wanted Kofi, so they brought it to Kofi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was true. So if everything you know about yourself, you've been told. Even how many of you checked to see if the chair can carry your weight before you sat down? How many of you checked? You came and then you checked to see. You checked before you sat down. Did you do that? Why didn't you do that? You believe in the maker of the chair that he has he's wise enough to <laughs> to calculate your weight as well. Yes, that you even trust the asha. So you release your weight on the chair. You sat down, pump. We believe in the witness of men. We believe in the witness of men. I remember one of our sisters in here in Kumasi, you know, who was she wanted to travel. I think she's in another city now. She wanted to travel to America because her father had called her, like invited her to come. One of the things they do is to check DNA. You remember? And when they checked, they realized that, sorry, paternity test. When they checked, they realized that it was not the father. But she had been calling the man daddy for all her life. And even the, the daddy had also been calling her his, his daughter all his life. They got to know. Only one person knew. Hey. She was shocked. Yes, she was shocked. One of her brothers why I passed her now. At the south. I think on his 20, 24th birthday, he, 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 he was told that the, father, the man is known as his father all his life. It's not his father. And that this other person is his father. And he couldn't believe it. It was a big shock for a very long time. Needed serious counseling to calm his mind down. He's been told. He was everything we know we're told. So why is it that you are having difficulty in believing what God has also said? He says, if we believe in the witness of men, and if we, because we believe in the witness of men, we believe it. When you sit in the in the in a plane, I sat in a plane today before I, I got here. I mean, we don't, we don't. Oh, you sit in many planes. Don't worry. It's just time. It will come. Listen, I didn't ask the pilot for his certificate. Where's your license? Are you qualified to 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 drive this thing to pilot this? Thing? You never ask. You sit in the plane, you hear his voice. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to this red flight. That's all. And uh, what? It could be recorded and you don't even know. There's no, you may be surprised that there's no pilot. There's a monkey flying the plane. Hey! You sit inside the plane with confidence and you fly to wherever you are going to without asking foolish questions. Yeah? Why are you asking foolish questions about the Bible? Foolish questions about the Bible. Everything you know, you were taught. You were told. Listen, this is for a medical doctor. This is a surgeon. Eh? This one is a surgeon. This one is a pediatrician. This one, everything he knows about surgery, he 
was told. There's a book that they showed him. This one is here, this one is here, this one. When you go into the body and you go, you are, there's a problem here. Go here and go and catch this and join this and everything will be fine. And he has been doing, people have been coming back to life. Yeah, they give them an anesthesia and then they, they come back. They cut this one. He's just, he's just cutting people things. Goes and just cuts, cuts, and then he comes out. And then when you wake up, you realize they have cut something out of you, and you don't even know. So that you become fine. Every single thing that we know, doctors are told, lawyers are told, mechanics are told, engineers are told, what? Presidents are told. Everybody is told. Drug addicts are told. Everybody's told. Teachers are told. Everybody's told. Why is it that when God is also saying something, you say that, oh, how can it be God? And everything we know was given to us by men. Everything. Everything. He says that if you receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. It's greater. It's far higher. Then he says, for this is the witness of God, which he has testified. God has spoken concerning his son. In other words, God says that he has a son. And he has spoken, he says that I have a son. And I have said this concerning myself. Who are you to say that God does not have a son? Well, how come, where is God's wife that he has a son? Why are you asking foolish questions? Foolish questions. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. A lot of people hanging around campus and they are saying all kinds of things. And now, hey, hey, where is God? Do you know the wife of God? What is the wife of God? What is that? This is the witness of God which he has testified of his, of his son. Next verse 10. He that believeth on the son of God has the witness. When you believe, you the way to know if what God is saying is true is by believing. When you believe, then you get to know that what God is saying is true. But if you don't believe, you will never know that what God is saying is true. And this is what God says. This is how God says you get to know his truth. By believing his truth. When you believe his son, you will know the truth. You will know if it's really true that it's his son or it's not. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So start off by believing. When you believe in the son of God, then you will have the witness in yourself. Yeah. He that believeth not God has made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. Verse 11. And this is the record. This is what God has said. That God has given to us, all those who believe, he has given us eternal life. What makes God God is what he has given to you. Brothers and sisters, we are not ordinary. Sorry, but you are not ordinary. Hmm. One of the things, you see, I'm sharing with you what I, how I think and what, what I think. What I'm sharing with you, I've said it so many times in different places. Okay? This is, this is what we have been built on over the period. I believe that I have the life of God in me so much that I have to be treated in a certain way. <laughs> when I'm going to get a visa, I remember that I'm a child of God. And one of the things, you see, when you're born in America, you have access to everywhere, every, practically every single corner in the world. If you have, for instance, being born in, in, in England, or you have a British book, eh? All you do is take your passport and move. You don't go and queue for a visa. You have an American passport. The probability of you queuing for a visa is about 2%. It's very low. That's why people fight for it. People want double citizens, citizenship and all of that. How many of you have who has American? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. 
So Boleto says he has one. Yeah. But one of the things, one of the benefits you get eh, by being born in America is that you can go to every every single place. So if I'm I'm born in I'm born in Ghana. I was born in Ghana. I was born in Dansuman. You see. Listen. But I remember that I'm born from somewhere that is higher than Ghana. And in that place, I have access, because of where I come from, I have access to every single aspect of this world. The earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. <laughs> the world is mine. I start talking about. So when I take my documents to whichever embassy that I'm going to take something, I remember that everything is mine. I'm not now looking for a pastor to pray over my visit for me, over my document, uh, fasting and pray over my document. If only my documents can be can be prayed, can be prayed. If only I can touch it to something. Listen, all that is powerful. You can put it on the altar. You will get it. Everything is all powerful. But remember who you are. Remember what God has. I don't know if if I'm if I'm making it. Most of the time, we don't remember. We don't remember what God has made us. We don't remember what God has made us. Yeah. There are places where you are born, you can poverty is not a problem. Your problem is abundance. How to spend. You are giving free. Things are given for free. The kingdom where we are born, where we are, where we come from. Eh? A lot of things are given to us for free. And you are freely given. Freely given. Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 32. <laughs> Are you, are you understanding what I'm trying to say? For Romans 8. Romans 8, 32. He says, he that... Let's read from verse 31. This is what I want to say. He says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Then he says, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us how many things? Is there some things? No, that's how some of us think. Some things. You freely give us some things. Freely give us some things. When it comes to prosperity, no. I have to work hard. And do some things before. Hard work. Hard work is good. But there's something called the free, the free gift of God. The grace of God. That makes your hard work make sense. <laughs> and make your hard work fruitful. If hard work was a means by which we, we, we get a lot, you'd be surprised. Africans should have been there. Because we work hard. We really work hard. Are you in the church or you have gone home? So by virtue of where you have arrived, by virtue of the new birth, listen, you are now a member of the body of Christ. And there are benefits. There are benefits that it comes with. Many benefits. And the way to become a part of the body of Christ is to be born again. When you are born again, you are made. You are added. You've made it. You've made it into a world of super abundance. You've made it into a world of health and strength and buoyancy. Yes. No sickness. There's no sickness in your future. Listen. I was in the U.S. some time ago, by the grace of God. And I, I was in Denver, to be specific. And I was taken to this hospital. 
You see, the hospital is like uh, from here, okay, to Bonso, Bonso traffic light. Yes, hospital. And it's for only children. It's only what? Children. Yes. You drive by. You are not. You are not ending. You are driving. The in big hospital for children. You enter a ward. There's a big room. The ward has a big room for where the child will sleep. It has another room where the child's mother will sleep with bathroom and everything. And guess what? It comes. It comes with PlayStation and Xbox. Child of God. I'm treated special. What you believe in, what you believe is what happens to you practically. <laughs> what you believe. He says, This is the work of God. Believe. Believe. Believe that you're a child of God. If an American is treated like that, this friend of mine who was taking me around said that one of those days he, he went and he said that he was having some pain. So when he went to the hospital, he said, oh, he's having a certain pain. The nurses and the doctors that rushed to him, eh, put him on a stretcher, and the way they, they, they sorted him, it's as though you, you, are, you can't die. You are not supposed to die. I mean, whatever it is, you have to be. It's not like this place where the guy, the person is dying. There's no bed. There's no, no patrol. I mean, there's nothing. Where's your card? Where's your card? The person is dying. They say, where's your card? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> the guy he went to and he said, Oh, I'm feeling some pain around this portion. Hey, quickly, I tell you. <laughs> hey, can you imagine? If you're a child of God, eh? Charlie, God treats you specially. Oh. Cancer cannot dwell in your body. Why? Because of where you live. Because of where you live. Because of where you live. Be conscious of where you live. You see, and where we live, Jesus is the head of where we live. One of the things that your head does is to check your body. Your head is a center for checking your body. To check. If, if, there's, a, if there's a swelling, it's your head that checks to see. Ah, there's a swelling. Let me treat it. Jesus is the head of the body. You see, and Jesus cares so much that he knows what's going on and he's ready to check and make sure you are fine. He feels one of the one of the benefits is that he nourishes and he cherishes his own body. I'm coming there. Yeah. He checks to see. Jesus is the head. He's the head. And he has a responsibility of checking to see if everybody is okay. Believe that he is the head. Trust him as the head. Give, give your, your health to him as the head. You see, some people, some people take charge of their health. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When there's a problem, they don't, they, don't, they don't talk to Jesus about it. They are looking for the next, the first drug they can find. Small pain. Where, where is it? Where is where, Charlie? I'm feeling this thing. <laughs> where is the, the para? Where is the aspirin? Boniki. <laughs> Trust the head. Trust that the head is responsible enough. Yes, and submit to the head, isn't it? Yes, submit to the head. Trust that he is responsible enough. 
to take care of you, to keep you. Yes, to prosper you. Someone sang a song like that, right? Jesus is taking care of me. Oh, I know Jesus is taking, looking after me. Isn't it? Is it Moses' bliss? Yes. Those are the songs you should be listening to, not something else. I don't know which song you are thinking about. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I said Jesus is the head of the body. And we are the body of the head. Yes. He's the head of the body and we are the body of the head. Colossians 1. We read verse 15 and 16. Now let's read 17 and 18. And he's before all things and by him all things consist. And he's the head of the body. Jesus is the head of what? Then it says the church. He is the head of the body, which is the church. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. He is the head of the body. And we are members of the body. And his duty is to look after us, to check if everything is fine. Learn to trust Jesus with your, with your finances. You know, one of the, one of the things that um, in the Old Testament was used to for the burnt offering okay it was a bull there was a bull then there was sheep and then there was a dove so depending on your wealth if you can afford a bull you buy a bull if if you are wealthy you buy a bull if you are mid class you buy a sheep if you are poor, you buy a dove. But whatever it says, you have to bring an offering to be burnt to the Lord. You see, and the burnt offering represented Jesus. Jesus was a burnt offering. Jesus, as a burnt offering, is not burnt outside the camp. He's burnt in the camp. You see, it's burnt morning and evening for the fragrance of God, for God to enjoy the fragrance. Are you in the church? Now, as believers, you can have a bull-sized revelation of Jesus Christ, or you can have a sheep-sized revelation of Jesus Christ, or a dove-sized revelation of Jesus Christ. For those who have a dove-sized revelation of Christ, when it comes to the blood of Jesus, it's not enough. The blood of a dove cannot be compared to the blood of a bull. The quantity of the blood of a bull is a lot. The quantity of the blood of a, of a dove is very small. All this is in Leviticus chapter 1. From verse 1. You see it. Are you in the church? <laughs> so there are those Christians who think that Jesus' blood only takes care of some things in their lives. They don't think that Jesus', is, Jesus died for everything. They believe that they need to pay. They need to pay for some of their errors. Are you in the church? There are Christians who have who have not forgiven themselves up to date for something they did. Some seven years ago. Thirteen years ago. Some three days ago. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah. Because in your mind, the blood is small. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished last year. Yeah. We can't take care of you. Meanwhile, we are, we are, we are, the Bible says that we are under the blood of sprinkling. That speaks better things than the blood of Edo. That blood is always sprinkling. Actually, stop sprinkling on your behalf. And speaking mercy and forgiveness and love and acceptance for you. After date, blessings for you. You see, a bull is a beast of bed, a beast of bedding, isn't it? A bull, an ox, or a cattle. Yeah. It's a beast of bedding, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. A sheep is not a beast of bedding. Okay. A sheep is not a beast of bedding. Yeah. So those who have a sheep-sized revelation of Jesus Christ don't think that Jesus carried all their sicknesses, all their health problems, all their diseases, all their sin, their financial issues, so they keep worrying about things, worrying about life, worrying about every single thing because they feel worrying is being responsible. Yes. Being an adult has to do with worrying. If you can worry, the higher your, the way you can, it's like the more responsible you are. Jesus said, why do you take thoughts? He said, why do you take thoughts for your life? Can you imagine? It shows what kind of revelation you have. So always remember where you are, where you have arrived. You have arrived in Christ. And Christ is a beast of burden. Yes, he carried it all. He carried all the shame. Jesus, listen, Jesus was put to shame. Do you know Jesus was crucified stark naked? Stark naked. But naked. Do you know? Jesus was put to shame so that you will not be put to shame in your life. Can you imagine? That even your shame has been taken care of by Jesus Christ. Everything. Because of how much he loves you and I, he's taking every... Listen, learn to fall in love with him more and more and more. And learn to know what he has done for you. You see, when you get to what he has done for you, you fall in love more with him. You serve him. You see, we serve him not because we need to get something from him. We serve him because of our love for him. It's primarily our love for him. Yes, that's it. Hallelujah. He's the head. Tell me about he's the head. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, 23 and 22. And 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the work of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet. Where is the feet? The feet is part of the body, right? Yes. So even if you believe that you are the smallest toenail of the body of Christ, you are still above all principality and powers. But there are Christians who feel that, oh, I mean, I don't know anything. I'm a common floor member. Whether well, common floor member or super, super member, you are still above all principalities and powers. Yes. Then he says, and he gave, he put, he has put all things under his feet and gave him, he gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church. Jesus is the head over all things to the church. Next verse. Which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all and in all. So the church is the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head of the body. And one of the main things he does is to take care of you. 
is one of the benefits is nourishing and cherishing. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read from verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. That he might present himself a glorious shape, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Verse 28. Store up men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it. How? Even as the Lord, the church. The Lord is Jesus Christ. The Lord does something for the church. He does something for his body, which is to nourish and to cherish. You see, you see the way you, you take a shower, you clean, you clean certain parts of your body with, with a certain type of force. You see how as a lady you go for manicure and pedicure and papa cure. <laughs> you go for set, different types of cures. Soft life. You see how you respond when something cuts you. That is how that is how much Jesus cares about you. The main, the, so let me do this as a first benefit. The first benefit of the benefit of being nourished and cherished. Okay, nourished. I'll talk about nourished, but I'm, now I'm talking about cherished because nourished is something else. Cherishing. He cherishes you. Can you imagine Jesus likes you? God likes you. God is not against you. God does not hate you. You may have done certain things, but Jesus still likes you. Your acceptance before God is not based on what you did or did not do. Jesus' blood is eternally efficacious. You see, it, it takes care of your sin yesterday, today, and forever. You see, some people don't want to believe eternal security. You don't want, you don't like it. And you keep asking silly questions. Have you read John chapter 10? Verse 26 before. Let's read John 10, 26. He says, but you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Then he says, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Was Jesus lying? Let's read the Amplified of this verse, verse 28. And I give them eternal life. You see, Jesus is saying here that when you believe in him, he gives you eternal life. What makes God God? He gives it to you. You are so one with him and so identified with him that you have his genes. Jesus never complained of sickness. You, you, you won't complain of sickness. Oh yes, the more you, the deeper you go in him and the deeper you go in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the more you realize, you see when I say get into the knowledge of Christ, I'm talking about finding out about these things that I'm telling you. And meditating on them, thinking on the fact that you have what does it mean for me to have eternal life? It's not just a statement you just make and go away. No, there's more. Think about it. If I have the life of God in me, then it means that I do not, I cannot fail because God has never failed. I don't know when God said that He has failed. I failed. Michael, I failed. Gabriel, can you imagine? I failed. God never fails. And you have His genes in you. Do you believe what I'm telling you? Do you like what I'm telling you? That is why we do something called meditation. You just think about it. Think about what does it mean? What does this thing mean? Same life. Same life. He says, and I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it. Do you, do you, they shall what? Yes. Did he say when they do this? 
when they do an abortion, they'll lose it. So you did an abortion and now it's like you've lost his, you've lost your salvation. Okay, see you. I'll, I'll see you some other time. It's like you don't understand what I'm talking about. You don't understand what I'm talking about. You may have done something wrong. You, that, you see, you are feeling guilty because that is not how you are. Because the genius of God does not hate sin. That's one of the things eternal life that eternal life hates sin. It hates it. So when you sin, you, you, you are not when you do any act of sin, you are, you, you are not comfortable. You feel bad. If only you respond to the life of God in you, you will see that you will not go along that line anymore. You will not go along that. I'm not saying that, oh, because whatever you do or do not do makes no difference, you are secured, then free of charge. Let's do whatever I want to do. Let's have sex to withdraw. That's not what I'm talking about. If the life of God is really in you and you are really responding to it, you'll be afraid of certain things. Yes. How many people did Jesus sleep with when he came on earth? Hello? So you, before you got born again, you have 20. You have left with 20 people. Now that you are born again, the number has gone from 20 to 205. Move to 205 because I was told that there's grace and that whatever we do, God has forgiven me for my past, my present, and my future. Nonsense, brother. I must use the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it never runs dry. No, you know how it means you don't, you didn't really, you understood just one side, you didn't understand the other side. You don't spend one side of a coin, you spend both sides. Yes. You don't spend once, you spend both sides. The other side of the life of God is that he hates sin. Yes, he hates errors. It's excellent. You see, it's excellent. It, it forgives. The life of God forgives. <laughs> yeah, the life of God what? forgives. Not doing foolish things. Forgives. It forgives those who have done things against him. Hmm? And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish. Throughout the ages, can you imagine? Throughout what? The ages, to all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. Why? Look at your next verse. Why? For my Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all else. He's greater and mightier than everything you can think about. It's greater and mightier than the error you committed. So maybe you did something wrong some time ago, brother, sister. The Lord has forgiven you. You see. Believe it. Believe it. Stop condemning yourself. Stop saying certain... It's like, because of what I did, I'm not qualified for certain things. Yes. Some people have cut off their prosperity because of some things that they did. They've cut off their health. So when something happens to them, when some sickness comes to them, then they remember what they did. Maybe because I did it, that's why I, I deserve it. I deserve it. I, when we do these things, I mean, that's why I don't have a child. Because I did this, I, I did some five abortions. I don't have a child. Listen. You did it in ignorance. Now that you have knowledge, know that Jesus is the one who makes you qualified. Are you in the church? I'm mixing the, I'm mixing the points. The points is mixing too much. <laughs> it's a jollof. I tell you. I sorted your love. 
but Jesus cares for you. Tell me about Jesus cares for you. Have you ever read Philippians chapter chapter 4? Uh, verse 6. Let's read Philippians 4, verse 6. He says, be careful for nothing. Be what? Why? Because Jesus cares for you. Let's read the Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Are you a member of the body of Christ? One of the benefits you have is the, is the benefit of being cherished. The Lord cherishes you. He cares about you watchfully. Eh? He values you. He has a certain type of value for you. So you, 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 you take off your nails, your fingernails, you shave all kinds of places. Hallelujah. Because you don't want to smell, isn't it? Jesus also does that. He takes care of us. Philip, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Amplified. It says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him, on Jesus. Why? For he cares for you. How? Affectionately. And cares about you watchfully. Jesus has emotions towards you. As the head, he has certain types of feelings towards you. Are you a part of the body of Christ? Then he has... He knows, he knows that you are struggling about something. He cares about it. All you need to do is to tell him, Father, Lord, I'm struggling with this. Help me. He will help you. He will help you. One of the greatest ministries of the, of the Holy Spirit and the greatest ministry of Jesus Christ is to help. Yes. Jesus is sitting on the throne of grace for the purpose of helping you and I to be able to jump over every hurdle that comes our way in life. That's the truth. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's read the Amplified. It's, it's nice and the Amplified. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. It says, confidently, fearlessly, fearlessly come, boldly come, confidently come, draw near to the throne of grace. The throne of God's unmerited favor for, to us sinners. We are not sinners. We also got it wrong. You see, that we may receive mercy for our failures. When you fail, come and receive mercy. Don't be asking foolish questions. <laughs> and find grace to help. When you fail, he says, come for mercy. And when it's, you're on the verge of failing, instead of allowing yourself to fail, he says, come and ask for help. Eh? And find grace to help. Grace is to help you. In good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. Just when we need it. Just when you are come to put your beggars into the other beggars. You know beggars. Just when you are stripping naked and you are about to start and you remember that, hey, I have the life of God in me. It is not like this. You ask for well-timed help. Lord, help me. I feel like it. Oh, Lord, it's me again. Help me, Lord. And he will help you. Because, listen, Jesus rose again as high priest to help you. You see? Yes. You have homosexual tendencies. He's there to help. Oh, yes. He's there to help you. A child of God, you have homosexual tendencies. He's there to help you. He's there to help you. You have drug issues. He's there to help. He cares about the fact that you are dying. You are destroying your life. He cares about it. 
He cares about you. He cares that you are a lady and you have you are you are it's only big men who are you, you who, who can sort you and you need to sleep. He cares about it. If you ask him for help, he will help you in your in your time of need. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Do I say 17? Yeah, it's fine. It says, Wherefore, in all things, it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful. Hmm? He became a human being so that he can become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Have you seen it? He's a merciful high priest and a faithful high priest. He doesn't leave his office, he's always there, faithful, helping his people, watching, caring for them. Next, let's look at the verse 18. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor. The word succor is help. He's able to help them that are tempted. So when you are being tempted, he's there to help you. Hallelujah. Because temptation comes on in different you are being tempted to steal. You are being tempted to get an iPhone by, by certain types of means. You are being tempted to get a job by certain types of means. You know what I'm talking about. As a child of God who has a life of God in him, remember. That you are, you are part of the body of Christ, and Jesus has feeling. He cares about you. He cares about you watchfully. He will give you that job. That job, you will get it. You don't have to do. You don't have to go down and do what they, they are doing. You don't have to. In the church, you have gone home. Be, be submissive to Him as a member of the body of Christ by allowing Him to help you. Yes, allowing Him to help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 1, John, the divine, saw Jesus. He had a revelation of Jesus from verse 18. He says, he heard Jesus talking. He says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Can you imagine? Jesus has the keys of hell and of death. So maybe death is even threatening you. Remember that the one who is your head has the keys of hell and death. Yes. You don't need to be afraid of death. All the fear, you know, I, I don't know, am I going to die? Is there going to be a problem? Is there... Recently, I sat in a plane. And the plane, the turbulence was very wild. I've never, you see, I've, by God, I've traveled a lot. And I've sat in different types of planes. You see, one day I was, I was we're, landing in, we're landing in Heathrow, London. We're just about 30 or 40 feet to the tarmac. And then the plane went back up about 10,000 feet into the sky. Within a minute or two, went back back into the sky. Can you imagine? The the pilot, after that experience, said that there was a strange wind blowing and that it would have tilted the plane. So he had to take a a decision to go up. And he went up into the skies like that. One of my friends was with me. He vomited. He vomited so much, they thought he was carrying drugs. They detained him for eight hours. Wow. Yes, it was very bad. The experience I had recently cannot be compared to that experience. When they were flying, we got to Mali, Mali, Burkina. I don't know whether it was a desert when they pulled the plane. And the plane dropped about six times. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Yes, drops. And we go up, it drops, drops, drops. drops. But what the, the experience I had recently cannot be compared to that. Oh, yes. And it was, the experience was so bad that it sought to put some kind of fear in my heart. Yeah. And I remember this verse. He has the keys of hell and death. 
my life is in his hands. Death is mine. The Bible says that death is mine. First Corinthians chapter 2. Yeah. First Corinthians 3 22 says, Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Why? Because you are part of the body of Christ. All, all things are yours. All things are mine. You see. So don't be afraid. Casting all your care upon him for he cares about you. Go back to Revelation chapter 1 verse. It says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forever. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Verse 19. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be. Verse 20. No, go up. Go up to um, where he, his paps are gathered. He's gathered by, around the paps. Can you show it to us, please? Monda Gadabai. I'll never fail in my life. Why will you never fail in your life? You have his genes, right? I've told you that you have his genes. Whose genes? You, you have Jesus' genes. You have God's genes. 13. 113. Let's look at it. Yeah. Go to 12 so that we can understand what he's talking about. John says, Jesus, he heard Jesus talking and he turned to see the voice that spoke with him. And being ten, he says, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst, in the middle of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. He's talking about Jesus. Are you in the church? Yeah. And he says, he was clothed with a garment down to the foot. And he was get about the paps with a golden ghetto. It's like the way the women put cloth around their breast area. The word paps is breast. So John says that when he saw Jesus, Jesus was gathered around the breast area with a golden ghetto. Not around the waist area. In John chapter 13, when Jesus was going to set, well, was going to clean the feet of the disciples, he gathered his waist as a servant. When you get your waist, you're a servant. But when you get your breast area, this is BB. BB says he had, and in the middle of them, one like a son of like the son of man, clothed with a rope down to the, his feet and with a band of gold around his breast. He had a gold band around his breast. That signifies care. Like a mother. You see? Yes, it signifies this is a symbol of care. So Jesus is gathered not around his waist, but around his paps, his breast area. For what purpose? To serve you. To help you. To take care of you. To feed you. To nourish you. To help you in life. Why? All because you are part of the body of Christ. Now, what do you need to do to experience what I'm talking about practically in your life? Believe. Believe. How do you believe? God has said it. I accept it. I accept that God is taking care of me. I will not take about my national service. God has taken care of it. Some people can worry about their national service. Hey, what do I need to do it? Then they push it to the wrong place. You are worrying too much. And when you worry, you, you are taken out of the realm of God into the realm of the devil. The devil can have influence over you. What this girl did to me, I will never forgive it. I will never forgive it. I'll never forgive her. She did this to me. You see, you must trust in your head. Okay? To take care of you in the midst of the problem that came as a result of that person's errors or issues. And forgive. Why? Because it is his nature to forgive. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. 
He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, and that, that, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. The life of God is into forgiving. Forgiving you, who was a sinner bound for hell. You see, Jesus had to come and die a gruesome death for you, so that you can be forgiven. What the person has done is not something someone needs to die for. Why can't you forgive the person? It's in the nature of the life of God to forgive. Because I have the life of God and I'm a member of the body of Christ, I forgive. I can forgive. No matter how high the offense is. Sometimes ago, someone did something very terrible against me. And the person texted me and said, I'm sorry. And I said, who is without error? Who is without challenge? I forgive you the day you did it. Even before you did it, I've forgiven you. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to hold against you. I said, come around. Come around. And someone is asking, should I, if I forgive the person, does it mean that I have to work with the person? And, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Sometimes trust is broken. Do you see? Sometimes trust is broken. And trust is always end. You must allow the person to end trust once again. Yes, trust is always end. You don't have to go in Kosia and taffy with the person. You don't have to fry egg and chew with the person. You don't have to. But I've forgiven you. When I see you, I'll be nice to you. Why? I've forgiven you. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to sleep on the same bed with you. Oh, I understand what I'm saying. It doesn't mean I'm going to tell you my secrets. If I told you my secrets and you betrayed it, it doesn't mean that now that I've forgiven you, when you come back, let's continue. So that's how I'm saying. No. The person needs to earn your trust once again. Does it make sense to you? He cares for you. The nature of God is forgiving. The nature of God that we have is full of love. The nature of God that we have is full of mercy. The nature of God that we have is full of success. It's full of success. Full of success. So I'm a success. Why are you a success? You see, this is different from motivational speaking. Okay? There's a reason for what you are saying. The reason for what, that's what I'm trying to communicate to you. The reason for what I'm saying is that I am connected to the divine life of God. I have the divine life of God. And because that divine life does not fail, I will also not fail in my life. Not, I will not fail. I will not fail. Maybe you are thinking about the, the, your, your academic you know, laureates. That's not what I'm talking about. It's more than that. Hallelujah. So tell me about Jesus cares for you. Affectionately. And watchfully. Yeah. There was a leper. You know, he told Jesus, I think it's Matthew, Matthew chapter 8, I think. He told Jesus, if you are willing, you can heal me. And Jesus touched him. If you're a leper, you've not been touched. If he had a wife, he's not, his wife had not touched him for many years. You can't be touched. Because if you are touched, the person will get it. So nobody touches you. Nobody can touch you because of the leprosy. What did Jesus do? He says, uh, Matthew 8, 2. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I will. And Jesus put forth his hand. You see, Jesus didn't just say, I will. 
believe or, or you are healed. He did something to show how much he cares and to demonstrate the life of God. How is Jesus is the prototype of how the life of God works. You want to know how the life of God works? Look at Jesus. Yes. You want to know the character of God? How God lives, how God does things? Look at Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the embodiment of God. You see, he touched him. He put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Immediately. That's how much he cares for you. Hallelujah. He cares for you so much that he has provided a powerful future for you. Believe it. All you need to do is to believe it. Are you in the church? How do you believe? By just confidently trusting what God has done. I like what I like what God has done. I like it. I know what God has done. You get you get to know, and then you just confidently trust Him. You see, confidently trust Him. Rest in His abilities to take care of you. Yes, rest in it. Rest in His abilities to take care of you. That's what it means to believe. Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. Last verse, and I'll close. I think. I think you have heard enough for tonight. Uh, have you learned anything since I started talking? Look at this. It says, For we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Created where? In Christ. Unto good works. Oh, we have been created unto what? Good works. I'm, I'm into good works. Tell me I'm into good works. I'm into lovely works. Why? Because I'm part of the body of Christ. Created in Christ unto good works. Which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Amplified. Look at the Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew that we may do those good works. You see, they are good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Living the good life. He cares so much for you that He has prepared a good life for you. You see, when God took, listen, the children of Israel were not born again. They were not redeemed. Okay? But when they were taken out of Egypt, they were told that they were going to be given a land flowing with milk and honey. God told them, I'm going to give you a land that has houses that you did not build. You are going to inherit houses that you did not build. Hey, God, free. Yes, this is, this is God. I'm giving you houses that you did not build. I'm giving you wells that you did not dig. I'm giving you gardens of vines that you did not plant. Do you believe? I believe. Say, I believe. I believe that God has prepared a good life for me. Good life. Good life. And I enjoy that good life. Yes. You say that, you keep saying that to yourself. I enjoy a good life. I will never be broken in my life. I will never be sick in my life. Sickness does not promote God in any way. In your life. Yes, it doesn't. Good life. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He prearranged and made ready. It's ready. Yes, it is ready. I'll be married to a beautiful young lady. And I'll have as many children as I desire. Yes. If you're a lady, say, I'll be married. And I'll have a wonderful husband. And I'll have as many children as I desire. Don't get into that, that kind of Christianity where they fight for everything. 
You see, they are fighting for everything. Yeah. Just believe. Your hand does not need to stress him or herself to be a hand or to be useful or to do something. Your head is in charge. When the hand needs to move, the hand the head will move it. That's all. My head is in charge. Don't trust in the head. My head is in charge. Yes. You take you take me to the right places. My head, your head takes your body to the right places. Your head will not want you to walk into danger. No, your head is secure. Your head is wise enough and responsible enough to lead you into green pastures. Jesus leads me into green pastures. I will not walk in danger. Good life. Rearrange for me. I will not fight. Yeah. One of the things that Jesus has done for you. Okay. Is to put you above all principality and powers. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Hallelujah. I will never go down. Say, I will never go down. It's a glorious life, brother. It's a glorious life. Glorious life. It's a good life. Many free things. Look at all the things God has said to us tonight. Many free things. Cars that you didn't buy. Oh, yes. Listen, it's. it's there are, are different groups of Christians. So I told you, they are downsized mental Christians. That's their revelation. Yes. They need to struggle for everything. If a sheep is not a beast of bedding, how much more a dove? A dove is not a sheep, it's not a beast of bedding at all. So when it comes to God taking beddings and helping them, they don't believe it at all. They carry all their burdens. They carry all their struggles. And they feel that their prayer is what will make them. And so you see them in different prayer meetings, different prayer, praying certain types of prayers. Yeah, so bomb is a vampire. And your man, I was somebody in a video, 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 video. Listen, I'm not saying go and criticize them. Listen, I'm not saying you should go and go and criticize them. Because most of our parents are in that category. Is it true? Most of our mothers are aunties. They are all in that category. It is a revelation of Christ. But it's dark science revelation of Christ. I'm showing you something higher. The devil cannot take anything that belongs to you. He cannot take anything that belongs to you. Yeah. Your life is hidden Christ in God. The devil cannot have access to you to take anything from you. No, no, no. He can't. It's not possible. He's not a coical. Not at all. He's under your foot. You are secured in Christ. You see? Believe it. So whenever you are praying, you are praying and thanking God. Thank you, Father, for supply. Continuous supply. Thank you for continuous supply. Yeah. There are Christians who are always thinking about the devil. Always think about every single thing. The devil, the devil, Satan is strong. Some people keep saying Satan is strong. Satan, if I don't pray, Satan what? He will make he will make, he will make a mess of me. What are you talking about? Yes. Listen, we 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 pray, but not because of Satan. There are better things to handle. There are higher things to handle. Yes, we are workers together with God, of course. There are territories to win. When we, when, when, we, when we meet the devil, we put him where he belongs. Under our feet. But this purpose was the son of God revealed. That he might destroy the works of the devil. We are the ones sent to destroy the works of the devil. 
Are you in the church? Why? We are one with Christ. We are one with him. We are one with him. And we are the blessed of God. If the Israelites were told that they were going to inherit lands and houses that they did not build, how much more those for whom Christ died? How much more those who are the heirs of God and joint heirs with him? Rise up on your feet and just thank God for what I share with you. I want you to start speaking to your to your life. Just start speaking to your life. I'm I'm joined with Christ. I'm one with Him. I'll never go down. I'll never go down. Yes, I'll never go down. I forgive. Yes, I forgive because my life is a life of Christ, and that life forgives. Yes. Man no God is helping me. Thank God for His help. Supernatural help, well-time help for you in all aspects of your life. Anohoke, Mero Dalabai, Mando Hoshege Debe, Rego Lara Dabalaba. I'll never go down in my life. I'll never go down in my life. I've got the life of God working in me. I've got the life of God working in me. Yes, I'm secured in Him. I'm secured in him. Malo gadabaya. Fele regediba. Mano hoshe. Fele grosta. Malo gadabaya. Mano hoshe gedebelebe. Maro dolobolobo. Regedebe. Jesus is my head. He cares for me affectionately. And cares about me watchfully. Malo gadabaya. Malo hoshe gedebe. I will not die before my time. I will not die. I will live to declare the goodness of God. Failure is not, it's inconsistent with my nature. I'm a success wherever I find myself. I am one with him. I am one with him. Oh yes. I will live that good life that Jesus has prearranged for me. I live that good life. That super good life. That abundant life. Yeah. Jesus is a bull for me. He takes all my burdens. I hand over all my burdens. I hand over all my burdens. Hand over your burdens tonight. Hand over your burdens of sickness, of disease. That sickness that has eaten you up and threatened to kill you. Hand it over to Jesus. Jesus himself took our sicknesses. Himself took our infirmities. He cared so much he took your sicknesses and took your infirmities. He cared so much that he made you prosperous for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sake for your sake for our sakes he became poor for our sakes he became poor so that we through his poverty might be rich I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich I'll never go down I'll never go down I keep going higher and higher and higher and higher that is my life that is my life my life is a life of goodness. I live above reproach. I live above sin. Because the life that I have lives above sin. I live above sin. I live above error. I walk in excellence all the days of my life. Excellence all the days of my life. Melora dadabaya. Melora dadabaya. Madolo go shege debaya. Manono sigelebe. Regadabalabaya. Maloloshe. Tell the Lord you believe. I believe. Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. 
I believe what you have said. I believe what you have done. Yes, I'm secured in you. I'm secured in you. I'm secured in you. Malo gadabaya, remino osa, palo de 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 baya, regolodoya, mananana. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God treats me as He treats Jesus. God treats me as He treats Jesus. Malo lode, malagada. Every organ in my body is functioning well because I have the genes of God in me. I have the genes of God in me. My back is functioning right. My kidneys is functioning right. My bladder is functioning right. My heart is functioning right. My blood is functioning right. Cancer cannot dwell in my body because Jesus and His genes are in me. Malore, Pelero, Palayada, Mandelege, Ragadabaya, Elolola, Malolo, Shegedebe, Paloradada. My future is secure. My future is secure. Because Jesus cares for me. He has gone into my future to prepare good life for me. I live that good life. I live that good life of abundance. Super abundance. Anade. Pelola gadaba. Malore gedea. Mananade. Asole gedebe. I keep going higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. I will never go down. I will never go down. I keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Yay. Goodness and mercy. Follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Follow me all the days of my life. I am helped of God. I am helped of God. I am not helpless in life. I am not helpless in life. I am helped of God. I am helped of God. Maro delege. Ragalaba. Ero shigelebe. Manono sigele baraba. Melo radabai. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.